Welcome to The Heart Zone, featuring George Cannon. This broadcast is a time of teaching and encouragement from Kerwinsville Christian Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. And now for a message from The Heart Zone. Here's George Cannon. You know, if somebody were to ask you, Church, is it a good thing? You would probably say, Oh yeah, church is good, you need to come. But you might be shocked if I tell you today that church can actually be a bad thing. Do you realize that? Your coming to church can actually be bad and detrimental to your spiritual life. Now, you're probably sitting there like, huh? I've never heard a preacher ever say that before. Well, the reality is, is though church can be bad for you. In fact, as we get back into the gospel and we start looking at the teaching of Jesus Christ, starting out here in Luke chapter 12, we're going to see that Jesus starts off at the very beginning. He wants to teach his disciples. He's, he's going through a preparation phase because he knows he's heading to Jerusalem. He knows that he's going to be crucified. He's going to die for our sins, be raised again, go to be with the Father. And so he wants to prepare his disciples for the mission that's at hand, to live in this world communicating the gospel of Jesus Christ. So he wants to prepare his disciples. He's preparing us as well as we read what he's saying. And so he starts off right off the bat warning us that church can be bad. Religion can be bad. And that it's very possible for you to be corrupted by religion. Now think about that, because that almost seems like an oxymoron. Religion can corrupt you? Because, I mean, what we're worried about here, and how many of you have ever felt this way, I don't really want to take my kids to church because I don't want them corrupted. We don't say things like that. We're like, I really don't want them hanging around with those kids because if they hang around with those kids, they may get corrupted. So church is the last place that we think about corruption. So let's see what Jesus says so I can help you to understand what we're talking about here. Because some of you are like, what? I don't think I grasp that. I mean, how could church be bad? I've been told all my life. Now, George, you know what you're doing to me? Because when I get home and I tell my kids we're going to church, no, we shouldn't, Dad. George said it was bad to go to church. Well, let's see what Jesus says, okay? Look with me at verse 1. We're just going to look at the first three verses of chapter 12. In the meantime, when an innumerable multitude of people had gathered together so that they trampled one another, he began to say to his disciples, first of all, Beware the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. For there is nothing covered that will not be revealed, nor hidden that will not be known. Therefore, whatever you have spoken in the dark will be heard in the light, and whatever you have spoken in the ear in inner rooms will be proclaimed on housetops. Folks, we really can take these three verses and we can divide them into two sections here. We're going to look first of all at what the corruption is. Why is it so bad that religion is so bad? 
And, and it'll be expensive to you, because you might be saying, well, here, I'm not a part of real religion, I'm a Christ follower. Folks, it can become a religion for you quickly. So we're going to see what the corruption is there for you, and then we're going to see the exposure, the exposure of it. So first of all, I want you to notice with me, notice what he starts off saying. He says, here's Jesus, the setting is, Jesus is with his disciples there is a crowd, and so for the very first time, I want you to see how popular Jesus is. Because this is how he describes the crowd. This is the first time in the gospel that he really makes this point. He says that there was an innumerable multitude. Now, the Greek word there actually it can be translated ten thousands. So there's at least ten thousand people here. That's a pretty big crowd, folks. Do you realize, just so you comprehend, put your mind around 10,000 people. That would be the population of Clearfield and Kerwinsville coming out at one time to hear one guy. That's a lot of people. In fact, there's so many people there. Notice what the passage says, that they're what? Trampling on one another. So there's a lot of people there, a lot of excitement. And so Jesus uses it as a moment to teach his disciples something. And here's the first thing he's going to tell them. If I were to put it in everyday language here, there's a temptation to pose. There's a temptation to pose. Now, does everybody understand what posing is? It's, it's, a, it's, it's become part of our language today, but what it really means is, you know what it means to pose? You know, when you walk around, you guys see my new shirt that my wife gave me at Christmas, you know? That's posing. Nice shirt, huh? J.C. Penney's. Okay? All right? Posing. That's what posing is. Now, it's not that everybody's walking around posing, but we do pose, don't we? And especially when it comes to being in spiritual circles. Because here's the temptation, folks. If you've been at church long enough now, the temptation is, is to... Even though your week is bad, even though the world's upside down, Brad mentioned it, your water heater goes, the heater goes, it's 19 degrees outside, the car don't work, and all of a sudden you've got an unexpected bill in the mail, and you're supposed to settle all of that at one time. How are you going to do that? And so you thumb arrive to church, and you get to church, and you walk through the door, and now you're posing. Everything's okay. How's things in your life today? Fine. Wonderful. See, there is a temptation to pose. There's a temptation for every one of us to act like something is different from what reality is. You know what I'm saying? Every one of you here, you can sit here and say to yourself, well, I'm not, I don't understand how I'm going to be corrupted. Church is not a bad thing. There is a temptation for every single one of us here to pose period, to act like something is other than what the truth is. Do you understand what I'm saying? Everybody comprehend now what I'm talking about. See, church can be bad, because when you come to church, we'd like to say that we're here for you. Wouldn't we like to say that? But the reality is, is that we've got so much junk going on in our lives that we really don't know, want to know about your junk, because we don't want to handle it. And so everybody knows that. So we come in, and we pose. You know, 
How are you today? Oh, I'm wonderful. That's reality. There's the temptation there. See, here's the thing. Jesus is specifically talking to his disciples about one thing. Because here's what's happening now. When you're hanging out with Jesus and 10,000 people are showing up to see Jesus, and you're the inner circle for Jesus, there's a temptation there. And it's the same temptation that the Pharisees fell into. In fact, notice what Jesus says here. Beware the leaven of the Pharisees. Why? He's wanting them to grasp that they are just about ready to embrace what the Pharisees are doing. What's that? Because it slowly leads to hypocrisy. See, here's the thing. Slowly but surely, when you and I get into this posing mode of posing, of, of, of acting one way or another, we are slowly falling into hypocrisy. And notice the word Jesus uses there. If my Bible says leaven, some of your other Bibles, more modern translation, might say something like this, yeast. Now, does everybody understand what yeast is? It's, it's what we use in making bread. If, you're, if you make bread at home like we just had, we, you know, we got a bread machine, and I love it when Lori makes one of those big French breads that she makes. And when she puts yeast in there, and yeast, what does it do? It slowly corrupts the flour and causes it to rise. But it permeates the whole hole of the, of the lump of, 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 of dough that's there. See, that's the thing that happens with us. When you and I, hypocrisy can take over in your life and you don't even realize it. Because hypocrisy can start out just really small. And then before you know it, it just permeates through your whole life. It corrupts all of you. It takes over in such a way that it just is there. And before you know it, you might start outright as far as you're coming and following Jesus Christ, but before you know it, you're following a religion. Before you know it, it's not so much, I love you, Jesus, it's so much now that I need to attend church, I need to give, and I need to do all these other things so that I can be a good Christian. Before you know it, you get it off into hypocrisy, and you start posing. You start betraying to other people something other than what's really true about you. And so that's the reality there. It slowly leads to hypocrisy. Now here's what hypocrisy tries to do. Hypocrisy seeks to hide the truth. This is what hypocrisy is about. It seeks to hide the truth. Now here's the thing. You ever heard people outside of the church say this about people in the church? When, when they look at the church, you say, hey, why don't you come to church with me? I don't want to go to church with you because the church is filled with hypocrites. Now, I used to get angry at that. I used to be upset about it. What are you talking about? People in church are real. But you know what I realize as I'm getting older? They're right. We are hypocrites. Because have you noticed, church is the last place that you can be what? Real. Church is the last place that if week has gone bad... It's the last place that you can go to and say, I just had a terrible week. And so the reality is, is that hypocrisy seeks to hide the truth in our lives. And so we try to act like everything's okay. But the reality is, is that we know it's not, do we? 
See, this is what the Pharisees were doing. The religious people of that age were the Pharisees. I mean, folks, they did everything right. They dressed right. They did everything right as far as what was needed to be done right as far as spirituality. But here's what they were doing. All of that was just a nice veneer on the outside. All of that just made everything look good on the outside. But Jesus said, you know what? You're like whitewashed tombs. You look good on the outside, but on the inside you're filled with dead men's bones. See, this is what we've got to be aware of. Folks, whether you realize it or not, coming to church is not enough. Because, folks, you can come to church and slowly be corrupted and slowly become a what? A hypocrite. That's reality. You can slowly become a hypocrite. And so here's the thing I want you to see. Here's what hypocrisy does. It tries to keep attitudes and actions concealed. Hypocrisy tries... It tries to keep attitudes and actions concealed. That's where it's at. See, here's the danger in coming to church. Sooner or later, if you don't watch it, you'll become fake. Did you hear what I said? Sooner or later, that includes me. And especially true for me as a pastor. Sooner or later, if we don't watch it, if we don't guard our hearts... We don't watch over our souls. Sooner or later, our attendance and our involvement in church and our involvement in things of the church and our involvement in the spreading of the gospel, at some point, sooner or later, you will become a hypocrite. You will become fake. And it's no longer an issue of who's the real you anymore because you're not going to know who the real you is anymore. Because you've got this fakeness out there. Because you're hiding your attitudes and your actions from others. That's what hypocrisy is. This is what Jesus is warning them about. Folks, it's deadly. In fact, here's here's the thing. I would say this to you. You know what I'm going to say to you? Listen to me. The greatest threat to us as a church is not outside these four walls. Do you hear me? It's not somebody else who believes another religion. It's not Muslims. The greatest threat to your faith is you. Do you hear me? The greatest threat to your walk with Jesus isn't someone else. It's you. And because, here's what this threat is. Slowly but surely, if you don't guard your hearts, and if you're not real with God, you'll slip off into hypocrisy. And before you know it, You'll be just like the Pharisees, thinking everything else is okay around you. You're doing okay. But the reality is, is on the inside, you're a mess. You're a mess. And everybody else will see it, but you don't. In fact, this is what Jesus wants us to point. Look at the next section there, the exposure. Look with me at verse 2 through 3. Here's what Jesus says. He's telling them, don't be like them. Don't even, don't be aware of it. Beware of the leaven. Don't be like them. Don't be aware of that hypocrisy. Why? Because look at what he says, verse 2. For there is nothing covered that will not be revealed, nor hidden that will not be known. Therefore, whatever you have spoken in the dark will be heard in the light. And what you have spoken in the ear in the inner rooms will be proclaimed on the housetops. Here's what he's saying. A couple things here. First of all, hypocrisy is short-sighted. 
Hypocrisy is short-sighted. When you and I get into the act of covering, when you and I get into the act of, of, of trying to cover up our attitudes and trying to pose in front of everybody, ooh, look at me. The problem is, listen to me, the problem is, is that it's short-sighted. We just think in terms of short-term about covering ourselves at that moment. We don't think about the long-term aspect of hypocrisy. And here's what the long-term aspect is. Nothing is covered forever. Sooner or later, truth will be revealed. Sooner or later, people are going to see through you. And the reality is, ultimately, it isn't just people are going to see through you. God sees you. Nothing can be covered from God. Nothing. What was it David said? Listen to me. Listen to what David said. David, where can I go for your presence? If I were to go even to hell, you were there. The reality is, is hypocrisy is short-sighted. It's short-sighted. Why? Because everything, this is the second point here, everything will be revealed. Everything. I don't know about you, but that scares me. Does that scare you? It better. That's that's scary. I mean, because think about it. I mean, don't even take your lifetime. Just take last week. How many of you said something you wished you hadn't said? Don't raise your hand. We don't need to know that. I'm not the one revealing it, okay? But how many of you said something last week that you wish you hadn't said? It will be revealed. How many of you had attitudes and, and thoughts that you wish that you, re, that you don't want anybody to know about? Jesus said it will be revealed. How many of you did something that you don't want anybody to know about? See, this is why hypocrisy is short-sighted. When you try to pose and you cover up, it's, it's, it, you're, you're missing the point. Is that the reality is, as Jesus is saying here, everything, folks, is going to be exposed at some point. That's scary. That Jesus would later say in the Gospels that every idle word will be brought into judgment. Every idle word. How many of you have just said something really silly that just didn't mean anything, but maybe it was said in a derogatory way or maybe said in a condescending way, and you've forgotten about it? But it isn't forgotten. Everything will be brought into account. Everything. Everything will be exposed. Why? Because God sees everything. God sees everything. In fact, look with me at verse 3. It's very interesting. He said, Therefore, whatever you have spoken in the dark will be heard in the light. Look at this part. And what you have spoken in the ear in the inner rooms will be proclaimed on housetops. Listen, God sees everything. In fact, Jesus wants to make the point here. He's saying that even the thing that is in an inner room, that's the innermost room in their house. In fact, it's like their storage area. And you say, hey Brad, come over here. Let's go in here. I want to tell you something. And he walks into the inner room. Nobody else can hear. And, and just to make sure you whisper it. Hey Brad, I'm going to tell you something. Don't tell anybody else. Jesus is saying that that which is whispered in the ear in the innermost room will be proclaimed on the housetop. What does that tell you, folks? Nothing is hidden from God. It isn't hidden. 
So why is he why is he wanting why is he wanting to show me this exposure? Why is he wanting to reveal all this? He wants you to understand that you've got to beware of the corruption that so easily can take over your soul of hypocrisy. You've got to beware of the of the hypocrisy that so easily corrupts you, especially if you're treading down the path of following Jesus Christ. You can quickly become a hypocrite and cover things in your life so that you look good to everybody else because you got your act together. Well, let's just be honest here, okay? None of us have our act together. And if you think you do, just ask your wife or your husband. I mean, one of my conversations with Lori is, why did you do that? Do you realize that? That's her talking to me, okay? And, you know, the thing is, I want you to understand, posing tries to cover that up. Hypocrisy tries to cover that up. It tries to act different than what we really are. And Jesus is saying, that will be detrimental to your souls. That will be detrimental. You've got to be real. You've got to be real. Say, okay, George, how do we apply this to our lives? How do we apply this teaching as we're on this earth walk with Jesus? How do we apply this teaching to our lives? Well, I've got a question and I've got a point and I'm going to give you an action point. Here's the thing. Number one, are you posing? Are you posing? Is the person who walks through the door here on Sunday different than the person who lives at your house or is at the workplace during the week? Are you posing? I mean, we live in a culture that's okay with posing. Do you understand that? We live in a culture that is okay with everybody posing because you can pose at work, you're your work self. You can pose at home, you're, your, you're yourself at home, you're yourself at church, and then you're, you, there you, then you're who you are by yourself. And it's, for some of us, you might be four different people. Do you realize that? Now, the scary thing is that Losing who your true self is because you're being four different people. Are you posing? Is the person who walks into church different from the person who's somewhere else? Here, let me make it even more scarier for you. Okay? You're into scaring people on New Year's. Yeah, I am. But it's time to get real, folks. This is what Jesus wants us to get real about. Do you, do you understand, do you realize that today, most teenagers, by the time they get old enough to decide whether or not they're going to go to church or not, don't go to church? And can I tell you that a lot of the guys on the radio will tell you it's the school system, they're corrupting them, and blah, 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 blah. I'm going to tell you something, they're wrong. They're wrong. It's the home that's corrupting. What do you mean? Because they can see who you are at church and they can see who you are at home. And sometimes the two aren't the same. You understand me? And so folks, if you're not the same at home as you are in church, you're posing. And the sin of hypocrisy is taking over your soul. 
So are you posing? Here's the other thing. Recognize that you can deceive yourself. See, you could think, you, you know, you could be posing, you could be in the midst of hypocrisy, you could be a hypocrite and deceive yourself into thinking that you're okay. How do I know that, George? Well, because Jesus addressed, in fact, the people that were most opposed to him were the Pharisees. And folks, they thought they had their act together. They thought they were okay with God. They were deceived. Are you deceiving yourself? Listen, if you're being fake, you're not right. Anyone write that one down? If you're being fake, you're not right. Do you understand what I'm saying? And, and, and I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to myself, because there is a temptation, again, remember, the temptation to pose, the temptation to be fake, is there with what? Every single one of us. So recognize that you can deceive yourself. You say, okay, George, what do we do about this? Well, here's my action point for you this week. Here's what I want you to do this week. I'm going to give you one thing that I want you to focus on for this week. With every one of my messages, I made a decision that I need to give you something to act on for the week. And so here's what I want you to do for the week. Choose to be real and not fake with God. Choose to be real. And not fake with God. Because here's, here's how you overcome hypocrisy in your life. Here's how you overcome hypocrisy. The first place you start with, because here's what happens. The decay of hypocrisy takes over your life so much that you're a hypocrite with God. And the way to overcome hypocrisy in your life is to begin, first of all, to be real with God, who you really are with God. It's to go to God and to be honest with Him about yourself. It's to lay aside all the religious junk and say, Oh, you know, hey Lord, it's me. You remember me? I went to church today on on January 1st. I got up. My head was hurting. But I got up and I was here. Everybody else stayed at home and slept. But I was here, God. I gave. So here's what I need you to do for me, Lord. See, folks, that's, that's hypocrisy. That's not being real. That's going to him and trying to show off yourself to him. That's why you can't show off yourself to God. He sees everything. So choose. You've got to start. If you're going to overcome hypocrisy in your life, if you're not going to pose to people, if you're not going to be fake, the first place to start is being real with God. Because here's what happens. When you start to be real with God, you really realize who you really are. And one thing it does, it humbles you. And then you realize what he's done for you. It humbles you. And then you begin to be real. So that's what we want you to do this week. Folks, it is time for us. If we're going to be the church that God wants us to be, if we're going to be ready for whatever 
whatever he wants to do with us, we're going to have to be a church. Listen to me. This is what we are. This is our vision for our church, isn't it? A church of what? Real people where anyone can come and find Jesus Christ and learn to walk in obedience. If we're going to be a church of real people, that means we've got to start dealing with what? We've got to start dealing with the hypocrisy in our own lives. We've got to quit being fake. We've got to quit posing. Thank you for being with us this morning. And we trust that today's message has been both challenging and an encouragement to your heart. At Kerwinsville Christian Church, a warm welcome is always extended to you. We're located at 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. Now, on behalf of George Cannon and the entire church family, we hope that you will look to the Heavenly Father in all that you face this coming week.